Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second of this week's lineup podcast, in which we look at the second game of the rugby championship this weekend, that between Australia and Argentina. So, Australia looking pretty good, uh, coming off the back of uh, two back-to-back wins against the world champion, South Africa. Uh, the first game, yeah, they kind of looked a little bit lucky at times, uh, although they did play well, and there's nothing to, as a result, take away from that victory. But the second game, there was no luck involved in that. They played really well. Uh, a terrific game, uh, and something that uh, Australian rugby fans and supporters and the team themselves, they should feel really good about, very proud of. It was just a great effort. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching the game. It was a good game. It was well played. Uh, Yeah, all credit to them. Terrific, terrific effort. Um, And I think what was really heartening um, was how good Australian defences have become. Um, You know, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you've been reading the blog over at therugbylineout.com, you know we've been quite critical. Uh, And I've been very critical myself of... Uh, Australian teams, both in Super Rugby and now at the at test level, their their seeming lack of defence. Well, last weekend was pretty heartening. They made a really good first of it. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Are they going to go and win the World Cup next week? No, I don't think so. But, you know, in terms of looking towards the World Cup and future development uh, for Australia, that was a pretty positive performance last weekend and something that uh, yeah if you're if you're a wallaby fan you'd be you'd be feeling pretty good about right now argentina you know firstly they were playing the old blacks who just seem invincible right now but you know and they didn't win the game but you know to be honest i actually thought they made a pretty good fist of it um it wasn't like the first test where they just got nilled and um it was a completely one-sided affair you know i thought argentina tried to be competitive you know they were playing with a pretty experimental makeup of their squad and i think all things i mean admittedly so were new zealand but you know i think all things considered they made a pretty good fist of it and you know once again i think defensively um argentina actually have very few things to apologize for they don't seem to have an attacking game right now. I don't know what's going on with that, and I don't know why. Um, because they've certainly got the talent to have an attacking game. It's it's just not working for them. But, you know, defensively, um, they're looking pretty impressive. You know, the flip side of the coin is you can't, you can't defend all 80 minutes and expect to win a game. But, yeah, it's, it's an impressive defense. There's no getting away from that. Um, and... You know, Australia are going to have their work cut out in in picking that open. And in trying to pick it open, it's going to take a physical toll. Uh, That's a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, physical, bruising defense to try and break down. So I think, you know, although Argentina lost last weekend, they, you can never feel good about a loss, but. I felt they were starting to fire. I felt they were starting to click a bit uh, in the first time that we've seen this year. Because up to now, they just haven't. So, uh, you know, I think they can take great heart from that. Lots of things still to work on. Um, But, yeah, 
there was definite promise there. It was a much better effort from them. And I think against Australia, who in years gone by in the rugby championship of late, they've tended to sort of uh, be competing to not end up bottom of the table with. Um, yeah, these are always good games. And I see no reason why this shouldn't, uh, this shouldn't be a good, a good game. I mean, last year they, they, they didn't lose to Australia. They, was that bizarre scenario where they actually drew with Australia two times in a row. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Um, but, you know, I think from what we saw against New Zealand last weekend and Argentina starting to develop a little bit of confidence, click a little bit more, allied to that, you know, monstrous defense that they have, these could be two really good games. I'm really looking forward to them. I've always enjoyed them in the past, in the last, in, in the, in the last, two years and I, I see no reason why why this should be any different these are always good contests between these two countries so yeah i mean again you know the the odds are kind of favoring australia right now but i you know i expect to see argentina bring a game at least i certainly hope they will um so yeah but yeah well done australia last weekend uh lots of things for for wallaby fans and supporters to to be excited about so looking at the team sheets, um, yeah, it's it's that front row from Australia remains unchanged. And let's face it, that front row worked really well against the box. Slipper, Falau, Fainga, Hooker, and uh, Taniela Tupo, along with Slipper uh, as, as props. I said in the blog that I think Tupo should be starting. I know he's perceived... Uh, by Wallaby management as a kind of an impact player, but he was going for the full 80 minutes last weekend against a very physical side. Um, and he's just, he's, he is so talented. He's such a versatile player, way more than just a prop, way more than just a forward. Uh, there's very few things that man can seem to do. So, you know, when you've got a player of that caliber and of that range of skills, start him. And uh, yeah. As I say, he had an absolutely outstanding game last weekend. Uh, really, really, he was contributing all all across the park uh, in lots of different ways. And, uh, yeah, gifted, talented player with a huge skill set. So, uh, yeah, Australia, use him. And uh, I, th- I think he should be their starter, increasingly more so. Um, that, uh, that Argentinian front row, I mean, firstly, Julian Montoya as captain. Um you know, whatever's happened to Argentina in this rugby championship, he has no apologies to make. Uh, he has been a absolute workhouse, uh, workhorse. Um, I think he's, you know, he's he's in the same he's in the same uh, mold as as Augustin Creevy. I'd actually say, in some ways, he's actually better than Augustin Creevy. You know, Augustin Creevy was very sort of, you know. Uh, he was very much in your face the whole nine yards. Montoya isn't so much like that. He's this quiet, very focused, calm leader. But boy, is he effective. Uh, and man, does that guy craft. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's a terrific captain, a terrific hooker, a terrific player. Uh, he's an absolute credit to his team um, and a player I, I have the utmost respect for. And, and just I just love watching the guy. Uh, really, so really, really solid performance from him. And I thought he was really good last weekend. And he's, you know, he's one of the few Argentinian players who's really stood up and, and been counted from day one in this championship. 
Uh, Fagundo Guigenia and Santiago Guedrano complete the front row uh, on the props. I thought they were they were respectable. Uh, not flash, but respectable. In the second rows, Isaac Roda, Matthew Phillip. That's that's a powerful partnership right there. It was great to see Roda back. Uh, I've always rated him very, very highly. Um, you know, he got kind of frustrated with the kind of circus that was going on in Rugby Australia. Left, went to France. He's come back even stronger. I, I just think he's a terrific player and allied with uh, Matthew Phillip. Uh, real quality. And then you got Darcy Swain is back up on the bench. I mean, that's that's a pretty strong trio. Now, admittedly, it's going to need to be up against Matias Alemano and Tobias Lavanini for, for Argentina with Guido Petty on the bench. So, you know, both teams pack in real quality in the second row. I mean, I'm delighted to see that, you know, probably one of the most passionate players in the, in the world game, uh, Thomas Lavanini, he really seems to have got his got a handle on his emotions and his discipline. Um, and I thought he's, he's actually played really well so far uh, in this, in this championship. So yeah, quality units from both sides. That's going to be, I think the line out battles on Saturday are going to be one of the most hotly contested contests on, on the park. Uh, you're not going to want to miss any of those throw-ins. Um, yeah. Some real excitement there. In the back rows, uh, Robert Liotta returns. Um, I think pretty pretty solid player. Uh, Michael Hooper has just been immense uh, for Australia throughout the championship, uh, even in the Blood is Low series, even though his side was very much on the on the wrong side of the scoreline. But Hooper's been fantastic. Uh, you know, it was his 60th goal last weekend as, as captain, and he, he, he just loves it. You can tell he just loves being captain, and he's really good at it. Uh, and his team rallies around him, and he, you know, he he just grafts like nobody. He doesn't expect any of his his colleagues to do anything he's not willing to do first. Uh, he's a great leader. He's a great captain. Australia are lucky to have him, and he's a terrific player. You know, sometimes every now and again he may make the wrong call decision wise, but uh, I'd say it's more the rarity than the norm. Um, and he's just solid. I think Rob Valentini at number eight is getting better and better. Um, and he's going to be a real force to be reckoned with for Australia. I thought he had an excellent game last weekend. But, you know, by the same token, those three are going to uh, need to be up against it. And also they got Pete Samu on the bench, who I thought was really good against uh, South Africa. So, yeah, but they're going to need to be because that Argentine back row, uh, Juan Martin Gonzalez, who's really starting to impress me. Uh, I've known very little about him prior to this championship, but uh, I like what I see so far. Uh, Marcus Kramer, I actually think he's Argentina's standout player of the year so far. Um, I've always liked the guy. When he first burst onto the scene in 2016, I thought he was going to be a player to watch, and he has not proved me wrong one game. He's just always there. Uh, and then obviously Pablo Matera at number eight. But just going back to Kramer, um, what a powerhouse of an individual. Uh, he lasts the full 80 minutes. He never seems to tire. His tackle count is just off the charts. Uh, and he doesn't miss tackles. He just, <laughs> if you got Kramer coming at you, then yeah, get your rosary out, your St. Christopher, because it's going to hurt and he's going to connect with you and he's going to bring you down. Um, you know, he's part of that that really effective Puma's defense. Uh, he's a big, big 
component of that. So yeah, I, I just have huge admiration for him as a player. Um, I think you know, along with Montoya, he is is arguably the two standout Pumas players this year so far, and have been for a long time. Um, and you know, he's still relatively young. So yeah, that's that's a real quality unit, and uh, yeah, he's he's going to be uh, providing big things for Argentina. In the halfback pairings, you get Nick White um, and Quade Cooper. Yeah, Quade Cooper had a good game last weekend. He proved that uh, he was no flash in the pan, that he really has matured, and he's a calm, assured fly half. Um, Yeah, but the big talking point this week, James O'Connor returns from from injury. Uh, Be interesting to see how early he gets gets brought brought on. And um, how differently they play with him running the show as opposed to Quade Cooper. But yeah, Quade Cooper's certainly silencing his critics, so so good for him. Nick White and Tate McDermott at Scrum Half seem essentially interchangeable. Uh, Nick White gets the start with McDermott on the bench this week. And uh, yeah, two quality units. Uh, both had a good game last weekend and... Um, yeah, I, I really rate McDermott. I think he's a real star in the making. So, yeah, this the stocks for Australia are good there. For Argentina, Gonzalo Bertrano and Santiago Carreras. You know, I thought Bertrano at Scrum Half, nothing flash but capable. But the guy I was really impressed with last weekend was Santiago Carreras. I think he took that 10 jersey, and despite all the, the doubts around whether he he could do it at test level. I thought he made a hell of a fist of it. And I think that's one young man who can feel very, very proud of uh, his performance last weekend. Um, yeah, I, I thought he made a really good fist of it in a very, very challenging environment. As your baptism of fire at fly half at test level against the All Blacks, wow. All credit to you, mate. Uh, that was impressive. Um, you know, he's a uh, He's a real ball carrier. He's he's not afraid of contact and taking the ball into contact. Um, I just think he's going to get better and better. And it's great to see that uh, Argentina feel like a real understudy to to Sanchez. So that's I was really impressed by that last weekend, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in action this weekend. I think he's just going to get better and better. Out on the wings for Australia, Marika Corabetti and Andrew Kellaway. Uh, they're proving to be quite the unit. Uh, I thought uh, defensively the two of them were were uh, a lot better. Um, and obviously in terms of, of crossing the whitewash, those guys know how to do that. So yeah, they're a real threat. Um, Argentina, I thought Emilio, Emiliano Buffeli did really well in the wing for Argentina last weekend. And I think the contest between him and Callaway this, this weekend is going to be a thriller. Um Santiago Cordero, he's going to be up against Corbetti this weekend. I don't know what's going on with Cordero. He's a really good player, but again, one of those guys who just seems to be MIA at the moment. Uh, not sure quite what's going on there. But uh, definitely Buffelli, I thought, had a fantastic game last weekend. Great to see him back and, and, and really rising to the occasion. Expect to see more of that in the next two weekends. In the centers, Santiago Chocobares, um and Lucio Sinti for Argentina, Samu Karevi, and uh, Len Ikatao for Australia. Um, Len Ikatao for Australia. Well, hello. Uh, where have you been? 
Wow, what a game he had last weekend. Um, yeah, he is definitely some very rich stocks for Australia for the future. Uh, very exciting. And paired with Karevi, that's a devastating unit. Um, and again, given the fact that Australia seemed to have tightened up their defense. Um, yeah, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a unit to be reckoned with. Uh, very much so. For Argentina, Santiago Chocobaris, Lucio Sinti. I didn't really see enough of Sinti to judge. I mean, I know everybody says he's very exciting uh, at the under-20s um, and in sevens, but couldn't really get a read on him last weekend. Chocobaris, I thought, tried hard, but he just the things weren't going well for him uh, in the two tests against uh, New Zealand. So Australia's definitely got the edge there in the center channels, but, uh, you know... Uh, it's not because Australia have got poor players. It's not because Argentina have poor players to counter them. I just think uh, Ikatel and Karevi seem to really click and, and complement each other. So, yeah. So, that's all good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then at fullback, Reese Hodge and Juan Cruz Malia. Uh, I thought Malia for Argentina had a pretty good game. I thought Reese Hodge is a real liability under the high ball. Uh, if Argentina are smart, they're going to target him. I mean, I'm sure he's been practicing this week and he won't be as bad because, you know, traditionally he's actually not that bad. But, wow, he seemed to really struggle last weekend. Uh, but he made up for it in defense and he made up for it in, in that monster boot of his. So, yeah, you know, I, I think the high ball thing was more of an aberration. Uh, but I imagine you'll see Argentina targeting a bit uh, this weekend. And Malia, again, respectable, nothing flash. Bench-wise, um, Faleti Kaitu, Angus Bell, and Tom Robertson for the front row, solid. Uh, Santiago Sassino, Rodrigo Martinez, Enrique, Enrique Pireto for Argentina, again, solid, nothing flash from both sides. Uh, very strong second row replacements for both sides. Darcy Swain for Australia, Guido Petty for Argentina. Uh, I really rate Swain as a newcomer to the Wallaby setup, and Guido Petty for Argentina is a known and proven and exceptionally capable commodity. Uh, Pete Samu looking good for the Wallabies uh, in the back row. Uh, Joaquin Oviedo didn't, I don't really know that much about him uh, to, to really make an informed uh, judge. I thought Gonzalo Garcia, um, and when you talk about halfback replacements, Tate McDermott at scrum half for Australia and Gonzalo Garcia for Argentina. I actually thought when Gonzalo Garcia came on uh, as a scrum half replacement for Argentina last week, he looked pretty good. I was like, who is this guy? Um, so, yeah, there's a positive for Argentina. More game time for him will be a good thing. I, I really like to look at him. Tate McDermott, like I said, I rate him very, very high. Um, he's playing extremely well at the moment. And then obviously at fly half replacements, the big talking point, James O'Connor's return. Again, a bit like Quade Cooper, you know, the guy's matured a lot over the years and uh, his decision making is a lot better. The brashness of youth is gone. He seems much more calm and assured, slightly less cocky and uh, at times selfish with the ball. So, yeah. Um, very capable replacement, and it'll be really good to see how he gets on uh, at test level once more. 
Uh, Domingo Miotti for Argentina comes in as the fly half replacement. We didn't really get to see much of him last weekend. Uh, a capable player seems a bit nervous at test level. I think that's the only thing I can say about that. And then lastly, like I said on the blog, um, over the rugby lineout.com, um, you got Jordan Pataya uh, for Australia and uh, Mateo Carreras for Argentina, who I've heard good things about. Um, you know, as, as a winger, I uh, haven't seen much of him, so I can't really comment. But obviously, Jordan Bataya, I can talk a lot about, and I think he is a real impact player. Obviously, Kellaway is getting the spot along with Corabetti based on form right now. Um, but if you want impact, then yeah, with Bataya, you're getting a pretty good bet there. I think the, the only reason he's probably not getting a starting berth is I don't think, I think defensively, he's a bit weak. Uh, he's a great physical ball carrier. He's, he's a hard man to bring down. Uh, he's got a good set of feet on him. He's creative. Um, but I think defensively, he's a bit more suspect than Corabetti and Kellaway. And given the fact that Kellaway and Corabetti have been playing quite a bit together over this rugby championship in the starting position, they, you know, they seem to have, have tidied up some of the defensive aspects of their game and it's working well. So, you know, I guess the, the attitude is, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we'll use Bataille as an impact player when, when we've got things under control. Uh, and in terms of impact, he's somebody who can bring a great deal. So there you have it. Um, like I say, I'm, I always look forward to these Argentina-Australia games. They've always been pretty entertaining in the past. I see no reason to, uh, for it to be any different this weekend. And hopefully, you know, Argentina's Im- improved performance against New Zealand will give them a bit of confidence and they can, you know, put the first four games of the championship, well, the first three really behind them, build on the strengths from last weekend and, and really bring a contest to Australia. Uh, very excited to see Carreras go again. I think watch, watch that space. Uh, I think that's going to be an exciting space to watch. Um, you know, always Kramer and Montoya, good value for money. Uh, great to Really excited to see Ikatao get another crack at the kick of the can. Um, and yeah, the return of James Conner. Lots lots of subplots going on here. Lots of, of things to watch um, that, that should provide some good entertainment. So yeah, enjoy the game, everyone. And uh, like I said on the TV page, uh, there's lots of other stuff starting up now. United Rugby Championship gets underway this weekend. You can catch that on Sportsnet or Premier Sports Asia, depending which route you want to go. Uh, so obviously, the Premiership's also over on Sportsnet. Um, and then into October, we're going to be looking at uh, Canada's second go at a World Cup qualifier. Um, so, yeah, lots coming up. And then November, it's the, the November Internationals. So, yeah, lots to look forward to. A couple of you, a lot of people over on the blog have asked me about um, coverage on demand on TSN for the Rugby Championship. Frustrating, to say the least. Uh, Games sometimes don't appear um, on demand until, in some cases, two or three days after they've been played, uh, which is pretty frustrating. Um, And... Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that they're going to improve it a little bit. I, I have my doubts. I think, uh, yeah, so if you want to, if you don't get up at 
2.50 in the morning Eastern time or 10 to midnight to, or 10 to 11 and three hours difference, whatever it is on, on the West Coast, and you miss that game, yeah, you could be sitting around and having to stay off social media and everything for a good up to 24 hours before the game appears on, on TSN. My work around that is um, using Premier Sports Asia. Those games are available pretty well on demand anywhere from like half an hour to an hour after kickoff. It's pretty well straight away. Um, so if you're like me and I can't wait 24 hours to find out what happened or stay off social media or get a spoiler, then yeah, for me, Premier Sports Asia has been the route to go. It's good coverage. Uh, and it's pretty well on demand right after the game's been played live. Uh, if you want details on how to access that, it's all on the TV page on therugbylineout.com. So that's it. Enjoy the rugby, everyone. Should be a great weekend. You know, South Africa, New Zealand, always something to look forward to, no matter what the foreign book says right now. And like I say, Australia, Argentina, they're always it's always a, a little mini series of the rugby championship I really enjoy. So take care. Enjoy the rugby. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.